Welcome to First Mover, your place for the earliest look at every DFS slate presented by Underdog and a part of the Player Profiler Podcast Network. I'm Dario Offseen, your host and the director of analytics for playerprofiler.com. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be talking about this week's DFS slate. That's right, folks. This week is now referring to week one of the 2022 NFL season. It's unreal. The offseason is finally winding down, and we've got ourselves a pretty pretty decently juicy slate of games here. So let's uh let's get right into it. I'll be kind of looking at the over-unders for each game, talking about different scenarios that we might want to target, different quarterbacks we might be looking to stack, as well as just kind of a basic price overview on DraftKings and FanDuel, thinking through you know, what players are standing out as bargains or maybe a little bit overpriced right now. And then by the end, I'll walk you guys through a couple of sample lineups that I've got going for week one. So let's just get started. Um, I'll first read off all the games that are happening in week one on the main slate. So that excludes Sunday night football, Thursday night football and Monday night football. We're just talking about the 10 a.m. and the 1 p.m. games for you East Coasters. That's the 1 and 4 p.m., you know, the main slate, as we like to call it. I'll just go over these from highest over under to the lowest kind of the way you want to think about this is the games that have the most potential scoring appeal. So let's get started. The Chiefs are traveling to play the Cardinals in Arizona. Chiefs are favored by three and a half. And that game is the highest on the slate with an over under of 53. Right up behind it is Raiders at Chargers, where the Chargers are favored by three and a half, and the over-under there is 52 and a half. The Eagles are traveling to play the Lions. Eagles are favored by four, and over-under is 48 and a half. And then the Packers are traveling to play the Vikings. Packers are 1.5 point road favorites. Over-under there is 48. And those are the four games that you kind of want to be looking at the most in terms of potential fantasy points coming from them. Obviously, there's a there's a bit of a tier break between those four games, which all have point totals of 48 or more. And then the next nine of the 13 games are all under 46. So potential elite quarterbacks that you're going to want to be looking at in those games. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray in Chiefs at Cardinals. Uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers uh, having a very high projected total as well as Jalen Hurts projected to score a lot of points against the Lions. And then the Packers and the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers certainly stands out. Kirk Cousins, with all the hype he's been getting this offseason, is a sneaky play. Same thing with Derek Carr, but Cousins and Carr are definitely not in the same tier as the Mahomes, the Kylers, and Justin Herberts of the world. So those are kind of the big four games that you're going to want to be focusing on and that I'll be probably spending most of the time talking about today. And just to walk you guys through the other nine games, we got it's Patriots-Dolphins. Dolphins Dolphins favored by three, over-unders 46. Ravens-Jets. Ravens are favored by seven, and the over-under is 45. Steelers-Bengals. Bengals Bengals favored by five and a half, and over-under is 44.5. Giants-Titans, with the Titans favored by five and a half, over-under is 44. Colts-Texans. Colts favored by eight, over-under is 44. Jags Commanders, Commanders favored by three, over under is 44. 49ers against the Bears, Niners are favored by seven, the over under there is 42. 
The Saints are favored by five and a half against the Falcons with an over-under of 42. And the Browns are playing the Panthers. Panthers favored by two. Over-under is 41 and a half. One thing that, you know, is usually done, you can think about not just the over-under for a game, but the implied team totals, because you can take the projected spread as well as the projected over-under, figure out where Vegas is thinking the two teams will land. So that's what we refer to as the implied team total. Um, Pretty soon, you'll be able to actually see this on the player pages of player profiler which is an exciting new feature that we'll be able to use to you know just make it a go-to place for your weekly matchup information so i'm just going to highlight quickly the teams that have an implied team total over 25 the chiefs and the chargers leading the way both projected um chiefs 28.25 and the chargers 28 the eagles at 26.25 and then you got the colts uh, with an implied team total of 26. Ravens also at 26. They're both big favorites in relatively lower scoring games because their opponents don't really match up to their caliber. And then you've got the Bengals at 25 and a half against the Steelers again, another team that is a heavy favorite. And then there's a whole bunch of teams falling between 24 and a half and 25 uh, projected points by Vegas in their implied totals. You've got the Cardinals, the Packers, Titans, Niners, Raiders and Dolphins. So these are kind of the offenses that we can safely expect fantasy points to be coming from this week. So keep an eye out for those. Think about building your lineups around those. I mean, obviously the Chiefs and Chargers, we already mentioned Mahomes and Herbert, Lamar Jackson at Ravens at 26 and Joe Burrow with the Bengals at 25 and a half certainly stand out. That's the landscape for week one that we're looking at. Next, we're going to dive into sort of the the DraftKings and FanDuel salaries and thinking through potential stacks and values. But first, I want to take a minute to thank Underdog. They're the sponsor of this podcast. And if you haven't played Fantasy on Underdog yet, then uh, I, I don't know what you're doing. It's frankly, the they've pushed the best ball platform to a whole nother level and they've made it universal this year the best ball mania 3 has a prize pool of over 10 million that's going to be two million dollars to first place and the regular season champion is going to be a millionaire as well so go over to underdog fantasy make yourself an account sign up with promo code underworld for a free deposit match up to a hundred dollars so you put in twenty dollars they'll match your twenty dollars you put in a hundred dollars that's two hundred dollars that you'll have in your balance after signing up with a promo code underworld that's underdog fantasy promo code underworld so thank you to underdog for helping us put this together so now we're gonna dive into DraftKings first so DraftKings um, is a full point ppr format with three point bonuses for 100 receiving or rushing yards as well as 300 passing yards so DraftKings is typically a higher scoring format for any possible player pretty much over FanDuel and DraftKings is a $50,000 salary cap per per lineup. So rather than, you know, a best ball draft where you're going to be competing against, you know, 11 other people and that's the constraint on the combinations of players you can get in DFS, you have, you know, salaries for every player and you can only put together lineups such that all of your player salaries are under 
a certain salary cap for DraftKings, that's 50,000. And for FanDuel, that's 60,000. So when you hear disparities in player pricing, that's um, a big part of that. So the quarterbacks on DraftKings this week, the elite tier, uh, Mahomes is at 7,700. Herbert's at 7,600. And Lamar Jackson's at 7,300. Kyler, 72. Aaron Rodgers, 7,000. And Jalen Hurts, 6,800. To me, Jalen Hurts definitely stands out as a little bit underpriced. I don't think he should be behind Rodgers. And we actually project him as our QB3 this week. So he has a chance to provide value if you're looking for an elite tier, but he still ends up being $900 cheaper than Patrick Mahomes. As far as the bargain bin goes, um, Trey Lance at $6,000 is an absolute steal. Every fantasy analyst the entire offseason has been talking about the potential that Trey Lance has to just completely turn fantasy on its head. And that applies just as well in week one as any other. The Niners are a big favorite, so you can possibly expect him to be, you know, on the loose, running up the score. The The only problem there is, you you know, the, the Niners do typically tend to run a bit of a slower offense than most. So that's that's one thing you'll want to consider. Running backs on DraftKings. The, the cream of the crop is Jonathan Taylor at 9,100, Derrick Henry at 8,600, Christian McCaffrey at 8,500, and Austin Eckler at 8,200. Christian McCaffrey is kind of the bargain of the elite tier. It's the way I see it. Like what percentage of the time Christian McCaffrey is going to be available in a week? We know he's healthy and he's not the most expensive running back in DFS. That to me screams value. So... If you're looking for that elite tier without having to pay up for the most, most expensive, which is Jonathan Taylor, then I would definitely look toward Christian McCaffrey. As far as values uh, at running back on DraftKings, Chase Edmonds is only 5,200. Just before I started recording, we got news that the Dolphins cut Sony Michelle. So that narrows the running back room just a little bit and it's expected that Edmonds and Mostert will split a 1A, 1B backfield there. And Edmonds projects very nicely. He's priced at only 5200 this week. Antonio Gibson is only 5800 And unfortunately, I mean, prayers up for Brian Robinson. We obviously all wish him the best and hope that he's able to be back out on a football field soon. He's got much bigger life, you know, life things to attend to right now. So, you know, very tragic news that he um, was uh, was injured by a couple of gunshots a couple days ago, and we wish him the best. And that does mean that we can expect a little bit more um, touches to go Antonio Gibson's way. I mean, a couple hours before the news that he had been shot came out, um, it was sounding like Brian Robinson might even be the starter ahead of Antonio Gibson. And now instead, we're looking at Antonio Gibson being uh, a very interesting value in week one, despite the, by all means, rough offseason he's had. And then Elijah Mitchell is another value that stands out at 5,400 on DraftKings. He's someone who, when healthy, the 49ers have trusted him to carry the load for the team. He's currently recovering from a hamstring injury. We haven't seen him in the preseason. Again, bit of a bit of a risky play as of now. We're not entirely sure where where he's headed but Kyle Shanahan said he's he's on track to play in week one so you know we're we're optimistic and he has a chance to provide uh, plenty of value at running back so next let's talk about wide receivers on DraftKings 
the elite tier consists of Devontae Adams at 8,100, Justin Jefferson, 7,800, Debo Samuel at 7,400, and Jamar Chase at 7,100. Justin Jefferson, we'll, we'll see, but he's actually a little bit cheaper than, than Debo and Chase on FanDuel. So if you're looking to squeeze Justin Jefferson into your lineup, it's going to be even more affordable on FanDuel. But even at DraftKings, getting him behind Devontae Adams is potentially a big value. So don't be too afraid of pursuing Justin Jefferson in week one. Some values that stand out at wide receiver this week. A.J. Brown is only 6,400 behind the likes of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, also Terry McLaurin, and both Chargers receivers. Um, A.J. Brown, we've, we know we've been hearing about how much he and Jalen Hurts have a rapport, and they're going to be facing the Lions defense, which is not particularly a fearsome one. Michael Pittman is the is a glaring value on DraftKings this week among wide receivers. He's only $5,500, and we project him for 16.2 DraftKings points this week. So he's coming in close to the elite tier of wide receivers, but he's priced behind guys like Alan Lazard, Robert Woods, Devontae Smith. So Michael Pittman is actually probably the chalkiest wide receiver on this slate. Roto Grinders, I believe, has him projected for about a 21 or 22% ownership in week one. And then Rashad Bateman will round out the value on receivers for now. He's facing the Jets defense. The Ravens are heavy favorites and he's only $5,300. He's going to be stepping into that wide receiver one role with Lamar Jackson. So there's plenty of room for, for targets and for a great game for Rashad Bateman in week one. Now let's take a look at the tight ends on DraftKings. The most expensive, there's the clear top five kind of we see across fantasy is also the top five in pricing on both platforms. You've got Mark Andrews at 6,800, Travis Kelsey at 6,600, George Kittle at 5,900, Kyle Pitts at 5,700, and Darren Waller at 5,400. Kyle Pitts obviously stands out. He's very exciting this year overall. And the Saints defense, however, is not the best matchup for him. But again, the Falcons have almost nobody to throw to. Um, Drake London is questionable right now. He hasn't been practicing due to a knee injury. So if London sits out, Kyle Pitts um, will probably be a screaming value at the fourth most expensive tight end. And then if we're going to go just a little bit farther into the bargain bin, Zach Ertz really stands out. He's at 4,400. Um, he's obviously going to be part of the projected highest scoring matchup of the week. He's tied to an elite quarterback in Kyler Murray. So that's a that's a good quarterback tight end stack if you're not looking to stack the hyper elite of Andrews or Kelsey. And then if we're really going bargain hunting, Cole Komet projects for a ton of volume on the Bears offense. The Bears are big underdogs, so we can expect them to have to play from behind and throw the ball a little bit. He's seen a ton of targets from Justin Fields thus far in preseason and in camp and We've only heard good things about Cole Komet, so he's uh, only priced at 3700 this week. So if you're looking for a, a cheap tight end bargain on DraftKings, you could do worse than Cole Komet. Now let's go over to FanDuel. So as I said earlier, FanDuel is a half PPR platform. They have up to $60,000 salary. So all a lot of the same players will be priced up from DraftKings, but sometimes the the differences you see across the elite players 
and the more affordable players are actually not as big. So, for example, at quarterback on FanDuel, you're usually better off spending up to get the elite ones as opposed to DraftKings, where there's a bit more of a bargain and a bit tighter of a salary overall, which forces you to maybe get more creative than you have to be on FanDuel. Yeah, we'll just get started. Patrick Mahomes is leading the pack again at 8,700. Lamar Jackson comes up second at 8,500. And Justin Herbert is 8,400. Kyler Murray, 8,200. And Jalen Hurts, 8,000. Aaron Rodgers is just behind them at 7,800. Trey Lance is not nearly as underpriced on FanDuel as he is on DraftKings. He comes in at 7,500. Just a small tier gap between him and Hurts. So if we're going to go value hunting, Justin Fields presents similar upside to Trey Lance. We'll actually get to see them playing against each other. So you can stack their weapons, you know, potentially do a run back with Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet on a Niners stack or do a run back with Ayuk or Kittle or Debo Samuel on a Fields Komet or Fields Mooney stack. Only danger there is that is a projected low scoring game. So we probably don't want to get too much exposure there. But Justin Fields, $6,900 this week. So he comes in at a at a clear value behind some of these other top-tier quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, once again, stands out as a bargain. He's only 6700 And the Atlanta defense is absolutely porous. They've got very little talent on either side of the ball. And the Saints, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I remember Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns in week one. So maybe we'll get lucky and and see that happen again. Now for the running backs over on FanDuel, Jonathan Taylor is once again the most expensive. He's at 10,200. Derek Henry's at 9,700. Christian McCaffrey, 9,500. Austin Eckler, 9,400. And then Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook are 8,500 and 8,400 respectively, coming in a little bit behind that uber elite tier of Taylor, Henry, McCaffrey, and Eckler. Once again, McCaffrey being below Taylor and Henry rather than the most expensive running back on a slate by far is a value proposition in and of itself. If we go a little further down, DeAndre Swift is only 7,600. He's coming in behind guys like James Conner and Nick Chubb, but his upside in a half PPR format is not quite as high as you would as you would think it to be on DraftKings, for example. Um, Antonio Gibson is only 6,800 here, comes in as a value once again. And I believe we got to scroll a good ways down to find Chase Edmonds. I think I'm going to have probably tons of exposure to him week one. He's priced behind Marlon Mack and Alexander Madison for week one on FanDuel. So Chase Edmonds potentially in for a huge week. The Dolphins are favored uh, only 5,800 on FanDuel with his 5,200 on DraftKings. So he is probably even more of a bargain here. It's fair to say Um, just to give you guys one more name. Saquon Barkley stands out as pretty underpriced on FanDuel. He's only 6,800 with 13.6 projected half PPR points. And he's priced behind guys like J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs. Dobbins, it's probably safe to say that they're not going to give him a full workload in week one. And the fact that Saquon's priced behind him seems like a, a very nice opportunity to take advantage of. Moving on to wide receiver. You've got Devontae Adams leading the pack again, 8,500. Debo Samuel, 8,400. Jamar Chase, 8,200. And Justin Jefferson, 8,100. Again, Justin Jefferson behind three other receivers on a slate that doesn't even have Cooper Cup. Seems like a good value. 
And Michael Pittman is not a glaring value here as he was on DraftKings. Michael Pittman's priced at 7,200 between Keenan Allen and AJ Brown. So that uh, is unfortunately not as much of a free square as you would see on DraftKings. We're going a little further down. Juju Smith-Schuster is 6,400. You're going to want to be stacking Mahomes in the high-scoring game. Even though he's the most expensive quarterback, you got to pair him with somebody, and Juju makes for a good play here. Darnell Mooney, going back to the Bears and potentially cheap volume, is only 6,200 with 10.6 projected points. Rashad Bateman, once again, absolute steal, 6,100. He's priced behind Devonta Smith, behind Michael Thomas. So Rashad Bateman, get him in your lineups in week one. And then let's hop back over to tight end on FanDuel. Travis Kelsey is actually coming out a tiny bit ahead of Mark Andrews on this side of things. Kelsey's 8,000, Mark Andrews 7,900. Then there's a big gap down to Waller at 7,000 and another big gap down to Kittle at 6,100 and Pitts at 6,000. So if you want to play some Kyle Pitts, uh, FanDuel is going to be ever so slightly the better place to do that. And then let's uh, go a little deeper here with the tight ends. Cole Komet, once again, just an absolute value. He's coming in at only 5,000 salary just behind Irv Smith, Robert Tunyon. I mean, guys who have nowhere near the locked-in volume that Cole Komet does. And Zach Ertz, not quite as far behind here, but again, 5,600 in a high-scoring matchup with an elite quarterback paired with him. There's a lot of upside there for Zach Ertz, and he's a it, it's he's a clear value. But once again, like, Pitts and Kittle being closer to Zach Ertz than they are to Darren Waller, let alone Andrews and Kelsey. Um, there's a clear value to be exploited at Pitts and Kittle's level. So that's that's kind of a quick run through on the main positions. Now, if we're looking at defense, it's best to just think about the um, the over-unders, look at your favorites. I mean, the Ravens playing against the Jets is potentially a, a defense you want to target. Bengals hosting the Steelers. Again, we still don't know who the Steelers starter is going to be in week one, but Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett making an NFL debut are both potentially advantageous um, quarterbacks that you want to target as a defense. The Saints playing against the Falcons have a potential for a lot of room to create turnovers. Marcus Mariota will probably be getting the start there, and we, we've seen him be a subpar NFL quarterback before. And then... 49ers against the Bears are one of the higher priced defenses on both sides this week. Um, the Niners defense, of course, has a fearsome front seven and the Bears offensive line has made little to no improvements in the offseason. They've put Justin Fields at huge risk of just taking a ton of sacks this year. And he's took a lot of sacks last year already through a good amount of interceptions. So the Niners defense are going to be a healthy target there. So now I want to take a minute to go over each of these matchups and each offense from a total plays perspective. So this is kind of how we go about making weekly projections here on player profiler is you look at the sort of the total size of the offensive pie, and then think about how that is going to eventually be split up between pass and run. And then, you know, within the running backs and the, the pass catchers on a given team. So it's important to, you know, start off with a sound expected play total so two teams that we expect to lead the pack in plays run this week are kansas city and the chargers once again 
no surprise there. Like they're the two big favorites in the two high scoring games, Kansas city, 64 plays, uh, chargers, 63.8. And then there's a bit of a tier break down to Minnesota, Arizona, and Baltimore. But let's, um, going back to the chiefs. I mean, that high volume offense and their pass rate over expectation is why you should be willing to stomach the price of Mahomes, at least in a few of your lineups, stack him with Kelsey, stack him with Juju, maybe sprinkle in a little bit of Miko um, Hardman or MVS just to, to get some uniqueness, cover your bases on their pass catchers. They unfortunately don't really have a clear read on the running back situation at the moment, but you could get Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You could make a risky bet on Derek McKinnon or Isaiah Pacheco at a bargain price. The Chargers, Justin Herbert, again, elite quarterback, elite volume. Um, and you'll want to you know, pair him with Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Gerald Everett is an interesting potential double stack option, right? I mean, Gerald Everett is going to be someone that has a good chance of getting a touchdown at some point. And then we'll, we'll provide plenty of upside as well. He's an athlete. We have yet to see how the Chargers are going to use him in that offense. And then the Chargers, you can do you know run backs on your stacks there with um, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, or Darren Waller. You have a very concentrated passing attack in their opponent. So Arizona, as going back to the projected totals, they project highly against Kansas City. You're going to want to get you know a little bit of Zach Ertz. Marquise Brown projects for a a large amount of volume this week without DeAndre Hopkins in the picture. And then um, let's just keep reading these off. After the Ravens at 62 plays, at 61, we project the Titans, Eagles, Steelers, and Giants, as well as Green Bay. These are you know a few teams that do operate kind of sneaky fast, and they project for... For pretty good volume based on the formulas that, that we use here at player profiler eagles once again jalen hurts is going to be an elite quarterback option this week he's pretty underpriced on both sides stack him with Devonte smith dallas goddard or his best buddy aj brown for for some good games the packers receiving core is certainly unclear at the moment so you could stack rogers with alan lazard romeo dubs has gotten all the hype in the preseason Aaron Jones is a running back who I'd probably be willing to sort of buck the trend and do a running back quarterback stack there because Aaron Jones is receiving splits in games without Devontae Adams, who is now officially no longer in Green Bay as of March of this year. Uh, Aaron Jones has the potential to catch a lot of passes there from Aaron Rodgers. And then we've got a whole bunch of teams at 60 plays as well as below that so those those are the high-paced offenses that you want to be getting pieces of obviously a lot of that correlates to the high scoring games but the chiefs and the chargers the the cardinals the ravens and the eagles are some of your favorites there for week one now as i wrap this up i kind of want to go through a couple of sample lineups one on DraftKings and one on fanduel this is using our dfs optimizer from from player profiler our gpp lineup genius will help you build upside heavy lineups that will help you take down tournaments so here's the my sample DraftKings lineup we always start with the quarterback think about how we're going to stack with them who the bringbacks are going to be and then the optimizer is great at finding secondary correlations 
and bringing your lineup together to really create the maximum potential. So I started with a Jalen Hurts team, want to stack them with AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift on the bring back against the Eagles. I think DeAndre Swift playing from behind is, uh, as we saw last year, a huge uh, potential target opportunity. So you get Hurts at 6,800, Swift at 6,800, and AJ Brown at 6,400. Um, second running back here was Chase Edmonds at 5,200, who we actually paired another mini stack or mini correlation really with Jacoby Myers coming back the other way in that Dolphins Patriots game. Um, Jacoby Myers is another huge value this week. He projects like a, you know, low, low end wide receiver two with a decent floor. The target volume is his last two years is, is three years overall in the league has been pretty impressive. Rashad Bateman makes it into this lineup at 5,300. Travis Kelsey with the elite tight end strategy here, 6,600. That slight um, discount you're getting as opposed to Mark Andrews on DraftKings makes him just able to make this lineup. Deontay Johnson in the flex at 6,000. Deontay Johnson, again, the Steelers are going to be playing from behind. There's going to be volume there. And he's someone who's just an absolute target hog. And then this lineup, close it out with the Dolphins defense, add to that correlation, betting on the Dolphins kind of running away with this game against the Patriots. The defense and the running back is kind of an, is a well-established correlation. So getting him with Chase Edmonds, Jacoby Myers on the bring back as all of that as a secondary stack to the Hertz Brown and Swift bring back is a pretty nice lineup if I do say so myself. And now let's hop on over to FanDuel. Sample lineup for Fandle. Here we go. Started this one out with a Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman stack. Um, and then I also wanted to include a little bit of Saquon Barkley in this lineup. So you can you can pick your required players in the optimizer without necessarily forcing a certain stack. And so the optimizer found uh, Lamar Jackson with Andrews and Bateman to be the optimal stack. Jackson's 8,500. Bateman's 6,100, and Andrews is 7,900 for week one. As I mentioned, Saquon Barkley, we wanted to squeeze in there. Um, no one else from that game made it into this lineup, but we did find a correlation with Antonio Gibson and Christian Kirk. That's, you know, kind of one of those uglier games, but it's going to be something that you can use to like round off your lineup. Christian Kirk in week one, based on the target volume that he saw, in the preseason shapes up to be a good play. Christian Kirk is only 5,800 and Antonio Gibson is 6,800. So they both project nicely for FanDuel this week. And then Mike Williams in the flex spot. We've seen on a week to week basis that Mike Williams has an even higher ceiling than Keenan Allen, but he's just been less consistent in hitting it. So Mike Williams is definitely the upside bet that you want to be making. He's going to be cheaper than Keenan Allen on both of these sites. So Mike Williams there in the flex. And then this one rounded out with a 49ers defense, which is the premium defense. They're $5,000 this week on FanDuel. But again, they project the highest out of our all our defenses. So there's someone that you're going to want to be squeezing into your lineup. All right. That, that was a lot of numbers, a lot of matchups. Very exciting times. Week one is so close. That will call it for episode one of First Mover. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and keep an eye out for first mover in your podcast feed on Mondays, this upcoming season, we're going to be there to take you guys through the earliest look at all the upcoming weeks, matchups 
And thank you for hearing everything about week one. Excited to play some lineups. Finally have the glorious NFL back in our lives. And can't wait to see you guys out there in the DFS streets. Thank you.